Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to The Paddock and the Pavilion with me, your host, Stephen Wallace, as we continue our build-up to the Birdsville Cup on Saturday. In this third part of our four-part series about Birdsville 2023, you will hear from experienced jockey John Keating, who previously joined me in episode 150, Chasing Birdsville Cup Glory. John began his riding career in 1988. Since then, he has won nearly 800 races, but not the Birdsville Cup, which remains on his bucket list. In this podcast, you will hear two interviews with John, the first shortly after Birdsville 2022, the other more recently before John headed off to Batuta en route to Birdsville. How was your Birdsville journey this year, John? I know you were going to Batuta on the way to Birdsville. Uh, yes, it was um, actually quite, quite a good journey. The uh, trip up there always has, uh, because it's such a long journey uh, on the road, you always have a little, little, few little hiccups along the way, but uh, we, we managed to get through all those. And uh, I made it to Batuta for the first meeting in the central um, or outback Queensland racing circuit for the three clubs around there. And yes, a bird, a Batuta was my very first day, and uh, it, I didn't have the luck that I'd like to have. I only had five rides, and um, uh, I had. Uh, Three seconds and two thirds and one unplaced and uh, I ran second in the cup on the first day. And what about the journey to Birdsville? When did you get hit by the rain? Uh, the rain didn't arrive until we we're actually at Birdsville. Um, it, it's sort of the rain, they predicted it to come through a few days earlier, but it took a little while to get there and it arrived just before, uh, two days before the first meeting was supposed to be. Uh, so on the Wednesday, the rain arrived um, and we had the ra- first race meeting on the Friday. And uh, as um, you've probably discussed with uh, a number of others, uh, we didn't get to race on the first day. And did you think the racing would be off? We had our d- doubts, but the club did a phenomenal job at Birdsville in uh, 
because it's a dirt racing surface, uh, they use the road graders that they use on the dirt roads around the um, the Shire. They um, the graders worked feverishly the day before and on the morning of um, because they put the first day off the Friday meeting because the rain it sort of hadn't uh, left uh, enough time to dry out. So they worked feverishly the day before. They've ended up having the first day, which was the Saturday, so it was a cup day, supposed to be the second day. They, they skipped the Friday, which was the first day, and they moved it to the Sunday. And the club did a phenomenal job with the two graders going feverishly around the track and uh, two four-wheel drives with Harrah's going around to flatten out the surface. And we only just – we just got, got in – before the cutoff point for the um, the TV co- commitment for the club to fit in for the race day, and uh, they, they put the first race back half an hour, half an hour, half an hour, and we ended up yeah stepping away a few hours later. But we we raced and it was safe. The track was firm, but it was a very safe surface. And did it ride differently to normal because of all the rain? Definitely. Uh, the track was a lot firmer than it would normally be. It's, it's normally uh, a dirt track with um, a cushion, probably an inch to an inch and a half of um, soil, of, of topsoil. And with the graders having to push all that off, so they got rid of the mud, which that the track had become, and it became a very firm surface. It was actually uh, one of the firmest tracks I've ever ridden on but it was safe and we didn't have any horses um, go amiss. There was a few horses a little bit put sore the next day, uh, but we we're lucky that those horses weren't racing again the next day. And in the Cup, which was run on the Saturday, you were second again. Yes. Um, that's the second time I've uh, ran second in the Birdsville Cup. Um, Magnus Siever, the horse I was riding, he finished second to a horse called Sakaro, which is trained by Philip Cole in Darwin. And after I finished second on the horse I rode, Magnus Siva, uh, somebody tweeted something um, uh, that night that those two horses in a previous uh, life, which was two years earlier, they'd finished first and second in the same order at Flemington. Um, I think it was January uh 2020 so they'd they'd finish second uh win and second in the same order and uh, then it turned out the next week we uh, we raced at Baduri and we had the same result we finished first and second uh in the wrong way for me uh the next occasion as well but how did you go in other races at uh, Birdsville did you ride any winners I didn't ride a winner at Birdsville. I had uh, 10 rides for the two days of racing. But on the first day, I had five rides and I had five seconds, which I had one in uh, in the cup. Uh, Magnus Eva finished second in the cup. So that was quite frustrating. And I, I, I built myself up again for the next day. I thought, okay, I've got five good rides again uh, tomorrow. And uh, I came out and with five rides, I had four seconds and one third. So I hadn't had a winner uh, at all at the Birdsville two-day meeting, and I had to wait until the next weekend at Baduri, um, where I rode three winners. But despite uh, the rain and the delays at to Birdsville, was the atmosphere still the same? 
It was. It was hard when the rain came and all the people had arrived, all of the, um, the public had arrived. Participants, we were stuck where we were uh, toward the track, so we're a little bit away from um, the town where there's a lot of festivities going on in town. So we didn't didn't get an opportunity to go in while it was wet and everything was everyone was rained in. Uh, and whereas in town they had a lot of festivities still on. The Fred Brophy's boxing tent uh, was a popular hit, and they had the band uh, going at the pub. And so that was all good for the public in there. We were stuck out outside and still wondering whether we were going to race or not, whether we were going to get called off. But we ended up um, enjoying after the races um, on the Sunday night, but uh, then it was a case of packing everything up and moving on to the next next town, which is Baduri, to race there the next weekend. So it was would have been nice to have had Saturday night to, um, to settle in and enjoy and have a couple of beers with the locals. But for me, I was riding uh, light on both days, so I, I couldn't uh, enjoy until the Sunday night. And on the Sunday night, most people had to go uh, back to their, their hometowns or home states um, for work commitments or whatever commitments they had. So it, it just made it not a little bit duller on the Sunday night, but it was still good to have a feed anyway. <laughs> and I know from your uh, manager, Sammy, who was on, one of our earlier Birdsville pod- podcasts that you had some uh, transport issues. We did. I because I, I had to borrow my son's four four wheel drive, and which uh, I'm thankful for that uh, for having the four wheel drive with the rain and uh, on the dirt roads. But um, middle of uh, uh, in between or where we are in between Windora and Birdsville, uh, I blew the gearbox. And when you're at the middle of the outback and you're a million miles from anywhere, uh, to do a gearbox, it's not uh, not the most pleasant thing. And I was lucky enough to, to limp into Birdsville and found um, the mechanic uh, at Birdsville. And he said, yeah, the gearbox is shot. Um, we can't get a replacement here because we're, we're you know, a, a thousand miles from any civilizer, any anywhere where they'd have a, a spare gearbox for the car. So I was lucky the trainer I was riding for, Kim Healy, comes from Adelaide, and he called one of the wreckers in Adelaide, and they had a gearbox that, that um, suited my uh, four-wheel drive that I was driving. And I was able to pay for that over the phone. Kim Healy had an owner that was leaving one hour later from Adelaide, driving to Birdsville and uh, he brought said gearbox up and we had it fitted in Birdsville and uh, I was able to continue on my journey but it was going it was going to cost me about four to five thousand to get the car uh, taken by a truck back home and then I still had a, my little camper trailer that I had to um, get home so um, it yeah it was could have been quite costly and it ended up, uh, it, yeah, it was just one of those things. And you expect little things like that. And um, gearbox in a car is uh, quite a big thing, but you do expect things to happen along the way and you just deal with them the best way you can. And it just, everything worked out well. But despite all that, you'll still be back there next year hoping to ride the winner in the Cup. Definitely, definitely. I've uh, Definitely, I've got to go back and... Um, 
Well, with the three clubs that are raced it in the, the central um, Queensland uh, Outback Racing this year, I ran second in all of their cups. A Birdsville Cup is one that I really want to win, but now I've got three of those added um, added to the list. Well, I've got two of those added to the list as well as Birdsville, and uh, looks like I've got to go back to Darwin a few weeks earlier next year because um, I finished second in the Cup in Darwin, so I need to win that one as well. So I've got a lot on my bucket list for next year. Welcome back to the paddock and the pavilion, John. Thank you, Stephen. Nice to uh, be here. Before we chat about your return to Birdsville 2023, how's the riding been going for the last 12 months? The last 12 months has been quite good. I've uh, had, had a lot of success all around uh, country Victoria and uh, a couple of meetings uh, into the New South Wales area state of Australia, but um, definitely looking forward to getting back to um, the Queensland Simpson Desert Racing, uh, which will be on uh, next week. You're still keeping fit there, no, no, no falls? No, I've had a couple of falls, uh, a couple of little incidents, one at the track, uh, which had me on the sidelines for oh, about six weeks with a broken ankle. Um, I did come off at Benalla one day, a horse fell in front of me and I went over the top of it. And, uh, well, I was laying on the track winded and I was on the home corner and everyone's a little bit worried but because uh, I hadn't moved, but being winded, I couldn't, I couldn't move, get up or do anything. But a few minutes later, I walked back to the jockey's room and drove home myself from the races. So uh, after that, yeah, I've been pretty well trouble-free and uh, I've been working hard racing, trials, track work at many different tracks and also working on the farm uh, that my family run uh, just out of town here. You're still enjoying it, though, at 51? I love riding. It's one thing... We get up every day and we do start early track work here. I'm not sure about the UK. I think you get start, guys start a little bit later. But we start at uh, 4.30 and I'm always awake an hour before my alarm goes off, uh, raring to go to get up to the races or get up to the track to ride track work, but then um, to off to the races later on. So uh, we do start early, but um, I'm loving every minute of uh, riding and being involved with these beautiful animals. So are you all set for the uh, journey to Birdsville? I know you're going to Batuta first. Uh, first question is, what vehicle are you driving this year? Well, Henry, which I nicknamed my son's uh, Ford that I had last year, um, the said gearbox that uh, I had replaced while I was in Birdsville itself uh, to be sent up from Adelaide, that gearbox actually uh, packed it in and it's got another gearbox in it. But then I said to my son about taking Henry to Birdsville, and he said, oh, it's in a few different pieces. Probably better not take it. So my youngest son, Daniel, has got another Ford BT50, and he's allowed me to borrow it. And it's a lot younger, a lot newer. And hopefully uh, I've had my mechanic check it over. I've got new tyres on it yesterday. Hopefully it makes a journey. Uh, up and back in one piece and without any problems. Let's hope so. Definitely. First first um, up is Batuta. Uh, when are you setting off to Batuta? I will leave this Monday coming, um, so the Monday prior to Batuta, 
um, and I'll drive there. It'll probably take me three days. Uh, I'm allowing for breakdowns or kangaroos or, you know, anything that might, anything untoward to get there. Uh, I'll possibly arrive there Wednesday or Thursday and just give me a couple of days to look at the track. Last year, uh, on the day, we arrived the day before and myself and a number of other jockeys, we walked the track and because it's a, a dirt cross sand track, there's a lot of little gritty, gritty rocks and um, probably pebbles, probably, I suppose, the size of a... Uh, um, or half of a, a golf ball. So it's half the size of a golf ball all around the track, and they we've deemed as being dangerous. So uh, we had a number of people walk the track at Batuta last year, and um, we had, I think it was about 25 people. We walked the track and threw off every little bit of rocks that were on the track, and the track raced uh, really smoothly and was perfect. So uh, I'll get there a day, day or two early and just have a look at the track and... Um, you know, go over the track with the committee. The committee is phenomenal there and they all are out to try and run a really good race meeting, but um, they need a little bit of help from us, the participants that partake in racing on that surface. How does Batuta compare to Birdsville? Um, Batuta, they, they race um, the opposite direction, so they race clockwise and Birdsville races uh anti-clockwise um so that that's one thing different um the circumference of the track is a little bit different um the batuta track uh is has a massive long straight it has probably 600 meters straight uh whereas birdsville straight is probably 350 meters the surface itself is more sandy at batuta and birdsville it's more of a, a red uh, topsoil dust and uh, that's where the, the old saying goes, the dust never settles at Birdsville uh, because that's it, it hangs in the air. Whereas Batuta, because it's more sand-based, it, uh, it, it, you know, the horses race past and the dust settles more or less straight away. And crowd-wise and atmosphere compared to Birdsville? Birdsville, because it's iconic and you get a lot of people would just travel up specific Birdsville meeting, but a lot of those are not racing enthusiasts, whereas Batuta, and we'll probably speak about it later, uh, uh, Baduri, which is, is prior and uh, prior and after Birdsville races, those meetings are for people that roar and love racing and want to be there for the races, not to say that they've been to Birdsville for the races, which a, a lot of you'll get people that will come to Birdsville races and won't even go to the race course just to say they've been to the races. But uh, whereas Batuta and Baduri, which is after Birdsville, they're more um, nuts and bolts racing people and racing enthusiasts. So it's, it's a better crowd. They still, after the races, they have a, a live band at Batuta and it, it's a phenomenal evening after the races. And, yeah, I, I know I, I went to, because oh, I was tired after the races last year, and I went to bed about, uh, 12.30 and they were still rocking until about 3 o'clock in the morning which I wasn't real happy about but um, everyone deserves a good time and um, it serves me right for getting too tired. Yeah, we can't have jockeys rocking around at that time of night, can we? No, 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 not, not when you've got work to do the next day. And funny you mentioned about the sort of uh, 
hospitality at um, Batuta. And I heard from Reggie Potts, who's about my age, I think, Reggie. And he told me that the Batuta pub is celebrating their 100-year anniversary at the weekend. And I understand he's taking his dad, who is only seven years younger than the pub, to Batuta and then on to Birdsville. That, that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, it's, uh, I, I met those, uh, I met Reggie and his dad last year uh, on the road uh, um, heading to the race, race course. And I didn't realise that he was uh, at that age that he is because he, he actually, his dad was very healthy and probably walked around and acted like someone 20 years younger. So um, good luck to him. And uh, um, I didn't realise it was uh, Petuta Pub's uh, 100th birthday as, uh, this weekend. So um, I'm not a big drinker, but I might have to go in there and have a, a cold ale just to celebrate uh, after the races. You might want to get to bed early, though, if they start celebrating in the pub. Yeah, I'll be heading back to my camp, which I'll make sure it's uh, over the hill away from there a little bit. <laughs> but after Batuta, all roads then lead to Birdsville, uh, where you still want to win the Birdsville Cup. Correct, correct. I finished second again last year. Um, and, well, uh, as I probably spoke about in the last uh, podcast after the races last year, in the three cup meetings at those three tracks, race tracks in central Queensland, Batuta, Birdsville and Baduri, I finished second in all of those cups last year and that just really eggs me on to, to make sure, well, do the best I can to try and win it again this year, but uh, to win it, all three of them, but especially Birdsville. I finished second in the Birdsville Cup a number of times, but the Birdsville Cup is something that I'd love to have sitting on my mantelpiece with uh, many of the other cups that I've won in my career. Do you think there'll be more runners, hopefully, at uh, Birdsville in 2023? I know there's there'll be more runners. I've, uh, I've spoken to a number of riders from different parts of Australia, a, a, a rider that I, I spoke with from uh, he's over Newcastle Way, and he's got. He said he, there's a team of horses from New South Wales that uh, certain trainers are bringing over. So I think this year it will be a lot more, and there'll be a lot more depth in the racing. There'll be uh, horses from all over Australia, which well, I've got horses coming that I'm riding from uh, from South Australia and from uh, Northern Territory from Darwin. Uh, which that's Kim Healy and Phil Cole. They were they were both racing at the carnival last year, so I'm riding for both of those. But I know there's some many other trainers from Queensland and from over near South Wales that are making the journey to Birdsville. So it, it'll be a lot bigger and better carnival this year. We were troubled by the rain last year, and there was another incident off the track uh, or away from race the race day. Um, that uh, brought the numbers down with uh, a trainer you know, pulling his horses out. But um, this year, I, I think it will be a lot bigger and back to its uh, usual usual vibrancy. And um, it, it will be great racing and it'll be a great thrill to be part, part of. But I'm sure from everyone outside, it'll be a great thrill to watch. Have you got plenty of rides booked and, and one in the Cup as well? 
Um, I, I don't know exactly which horses I've got. Um, the trainers I'm riding for, which are Kim Healy and uh, Phil Cole, uh, I rode for them last week uh, in Darwin. I went up there for the day and spoke to them in person. And I've got a number of horses from both uh, the Cups or all the Cups, uh, but from both stables. Uh, they'll pro- possibly send me about five rides on most days. Uh, which is about par to what uh, I would normally have out of those meetings. So out of the six to seven races, I'll have five five to six rides. So it'll just depend on what, what horses win at the first meeting at Batuta with what then what races they then go into at Birdsville because that, that will change again as horses move up and down classes. Uh, so we'll soon find out, but there's going to be a number of rides. Last, last year, over the four race days, I had 21 rides. Uh, and this year I should have around about the same uh, out of all those four rest days. You said earlier after Birdsville, then it's on to Biduri. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So the very next week we race at Biduri, which last year I up until Biduri, I hadn't had a winner from the my what 15 rides that I'd had Batuta and Birdsville. And I got to the had to get to the last day at Maduri where I rode three winners and I had three seconds. So that's always always another good meeting uh, for me. It's on it's an extra 150 k's less that I have to travel on the way home after the races. So um, it's still going to be what 1800 kilometres to get home, but uh, I'll, I'll be able to yeah, uh, happy that I've travelled a tiny little bit less to make. Make the way home. Thank you again, John, for being on the paddock and the pavilion. Best of luck with the Birdsville Cup. Best of luck at Batuta and Baduri. And also the best of luck with Daniel's car. Thank you, Stephen. And I appreciate uh, the well wishes. And, and uh, yeah, ho- hopefully Daniel's car, uh, being a little bit younger, will make the trip uh, a lot safer. But uh, there's always things that come crop up along the way and we just deal with them the best we can and uh, we'll wake up again tomorrow and tomorrow will be a new day. Thanks for listening to part three of our Birdsville series. Can 2023 be the year John Keating wins the Birdsville Cup? An update from John this morning in Birdsville is that he has four rides on both Friday and Saturday with Trumpster the horse he hopes to win the big one, the Birdsville Cup. Oh, and like John, Daniel's vehicle is going strong. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.